Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 19 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Just not the Rangers' night last night, to say the very least. They drop a 9-3 decision to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really just getting run out of the building. They give up four goals in the first six minutes and change, and Alex Georgiev is chased from the game just like that. Georgiev overall has played pretty well this season, but clearly just not his night. He entered this one with a goals against average of 2.73 and a save percentage of 9.17. And when it was all said and done, and he, he re-entered the game in the third period after getting pulled in the first period, and we'll talk about that decision in just a little bit. But when all is said and done here, his goals against average has risen to 3.22 and his save percentage is down to 9.06. So yeah, when it's early in the season and you have an outing like this and you basically get shellacked, your stats are going to suffer for it. It's kind of like, you know, early in the season, you know, if uh, in baseball, if a reliever gets shelled, his ERA is going to jump through the roof. It's kind of the same thing here. His goals against average rises nearly half a goal in just one bad outing tonight. There will be better days ahead for him. As we said, he's played pretty well this season. Just just not his night tonight. Not the Rangers' night tonight either. The Rangers were without Capo Caco tonight. He sits out with the flu. And while it'd be great to have him out there. And, you know, he's coming off this great game where he scored two goals, including the overtime winner against the Penguins. And obviously, it would have been nice to have him out there. And anytime you get a player of his caliber on the ice, it helps your chances. But when you lose 9-3, to three, it's hard to point at any one player, you know, who sat out and been and be like, oh, well, hey, if we had Kako, we would have won this game. I don't, I don't think that would have happened. Obviously, not having him does not help. But, you know, I'm not so sure he could have done anything to, to prevent this early four-goal outburst by the Lightning. No word yet on how much time he'll miss. I mean, with the flu, it's, it's probably just until he's feeling better and, you know, he can actually, you know, stand up and skate and all those fun things. We'll keep an eye on it. Like we said, he, he is with the team, and, and they'll play again this Saturday against the Florida Panthers at 7 p.m. Greg McKaig replaces Capo Caco on the third line, and the fourth line consists of Michael Haley, Leah Anderson, and Brendan Smith. And if you listen to yesterday's episode, we talked for quite a bit on the Leas Anderson situation, how he's not getting enough ice time, and he's only playing on the fourth line, and he's not really surrounded by guys that are, are scoring threats. And with Capo Caco out of the lineup tonight, wouldn't this have been an opportunity to maybe move Leas Anderson up to the third line? Now, I realize Anderson is a center, and they have Brett Howden centering that third line, but I don't know. Get a little creative. Maybe maybe stick him on the wing. I mean, at this point, it's like, does it really matter? I mean, you've gotten so little out of Leas Anderson and he's been used in such a way that has not been conducive to success. It's like, maybe just throw him out there. I mean, who, who cares? Just put him on the wing for one game and just, just see what you can get. Um, but they don't do that. Anderson stays on the third line, and Greg McKay, or Anderson stays on the fourth line, and Greg McKaig plays on the third line. And the other thing I'd just like to say, you know, it's easy to be negative when, when your team just, just gets wrecked from the opening faceoff right until the end of the game and you lose by six goals. But you do have to tip your cap a little bit to the Tampa Bay Lightning here. You know, they've started to get it rolling a little bit. They swept two games from the Buffalo Sabres overseas in Sweden. They played great tonight, and they are a very talented team, and they reminded everyone of that, especially the Rangers. They just had a lot more juice, and they won every 50-50 puck, and nothing came easy for the Rangers tonight, and the Lightning made sure of that. Jacob Truba also left this game with what they're calling an upper body injury. Yes, the dreaded upper body injury strikes again. It's the same thing that has ailed Mika Zibanejad. It's obviously a little vague, but between the second and third periods, Jacob Truba was ruled out to returning to this game. Not quite sure how it happened, but, you know, he's considered day-to-day, and we'll see how it goes. Maybe he's back out there for the game against the Florida Panthers, or maybe since the Rangers have 
three straight off days after the game against the Panthers. They'll they'll exercise caution and they'll they'll hold him out until maybe the game against the Capitals. We'll see. I mean, you never know how it's going to go with these injuries with the Rangers. They're always, you know, they play it very close to the vest for whatever reason. And again, I don't know if they're just looking to protect player privacy as much as is possible for a pro athlete, or you know, they they truly don't know what the injury. I mean, they have to know what the injury is. There's no way that all David Quinn knows is that he hurt his upper body. I think he's going to dig a little deeper and get a little more information on that. But for whatever reason, the Rangers don't really like to make that info public or or try to limit how much knowledge the public has of the injury. Trouba has been slumping. He only has one point in his last 10 games, but he's still an important part of the Rangers this year. They're going to need him at some point. Like we said, he's just going through a bad stretch right now. He got off to a hot start this season. He slumped recently, and obviously he has this injury now. So hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later. All we can really do, just keep our fingers crossed uh, when it comes to the injuries. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that the day after the Rangers play a game, you know I usually kind of go through it and just kind of break down everything that happened, kind of give you guys a little bit of a play-by-play and some analysis mixed in. Today, I don't think I'm going to go into quite as much detail. As we said, the Rangers lost 9-3. to do we really need to sit here and break down every single Tampa Bay Lightning goal? I mean, it, it was a butt kicking. It, it's as simple as that. And the one thing I have to point out is that this is going to happen. You know, it, it's going to happen to the Rangers, who are a young team. But this will happen to every team in the NHL at least once or twice during the course of an 82-game season. You can't play 82 games and not be dominated in at least one or two of them. It's unfortunate whenever it happens. It's no fun for us as fans watching it. But we got to keep this one in perspective. The Rangers, it's just one game. They came in 5-1-1 one, one in their last seven games, and they have a chance to bounce back this Saturday against the Florida Panthers. We'll see how they respond to what was really their, their most thorough defeat of the season. And yeah, I'm not going to go, you know, play by play through this entire game, but I'm just going to talk about a couple of things really quick. I'll at least break down the first period here because that's when things obviously got out of control for the Rangers. The Lightning scoring just 239 into the action. Luke Shen scores on a shot from the blue line. And really, a bit of a soft goal by Georgiev here. The Lightning won the faceoff, and I don't think that, that Georgiev necessarily thought that Shen was going to shoot this puck. He didn't shoot it particularly hard, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like in, in most situations there, Luke Shen's probably going to pass the puck either across the blue line or try to work something in deep. And it kind of just caught everybody by surprise, including, obviously, Georgiev. The puck gets through him. Just like that, one to nothing. Lightning. The Lightning make it two nothing. Just a couple minutes later, while operating on the power play, once again they win a faceoff in the uh, offensive zone. Kucherov passes the puck to Stamkos. Stamkos passes back to Kucherov. Kucherov shoots, and it is deflected home by Alex Kalorn on the power play. This is also a good time to mention that the Rangers took entirely too many penalties tonight. Uh, stop me if that sounds familiar, but yeah, the Lightning on the power play eight times tonight, and they convert on five of them. So five power play goals for the Lightning. We talked about how important it would be for the Rangers to, I mean, it's always important to stay out of the penalty box and not take foolish penalties, undisciplined penalties. But against the Tampa Bay Lightning, that goes tenfold because we know, you know, they they haven't gotten off to a great start this year, at least as, as far as their record is concerned. They're above 500, but not dominating like they did last year. But either way, you know how talented this team is. You know how they can just go off and score a bunch of goals and you know that they have a bunch of talented players who are going to take advantage of power play opportunities, and that's exactly what we saw here tonight. Rangers taking far too many penalties, and then after they did, the penalty kill just has no answer. And on the flip side of that, the Rangers go 0-4 for 4 on their power play tonight. So just a brutal night, obviously in general for the Rangers, but especially for the special teams. 
Again, Lightning converting on five out of eight power play opportunities. Rangers going 0 for 4. Lightning once again get a power play opportunity, and once again they score. They're kind of just moving the puck around, and then Nikita Kucherov rips a shot, a wrist shot from the edge of the right faceoff circle, and he scores, and it is three to nothing at that point. And then the Lightning make it four to nothing. Andrej Palak goes into the zone, gains the blue line, just zips in and beats Georgiev, and little bit of a soft goal here, but you know Georgiev. I mean, he's not getting any help because on this play, you look at it, Palat basically just skated right between uh, Chris Kreider and Adam Fox, and you know I don't know. You, you gotta you gotta put a body on him, slow him down a little bit, but he basically just split right between them. Never never broke stride, just kept going. And you know I I mean I like Adam Fox, I like Chris Kreider, they're both good players, but you got you gotta do you gotta at least slow him down here. If you can't get the puck away from him, and if he's going to get by you with speed, at least bump into him or something. Do something to kind of, you know, throw him off his, his beeline to the net. Um, they weren't able to do that here. Like I said, I mean, he, he just went right between both of them, and he beats Georgiev on the short side, and that's it for Alex Georgiev on the night. Again, look, it's not his night. It's not the Rangers' night. Georgiev, there will be better days than this ahead, and he went back into the game in the third period and, and actually played a little better, and we'll talk about that in just a second. But for the time being, Henrik Lundqvist comes into this game. He thought he had the night off, but he does not, and he doesn't do really a whole lot better in the second period. He, he, he held the Lightning off the scoreboard for the rest of the first period, but then Tampa Bay strikes back, and they come up with another four goals in the second period. We'll get into that in just a second. The Rangers do at least get on the scoreboard here. Chris Kreider scoring at 14-27 of the first period to make it 4-1. The Rangers scoring in transition here. Ryan Lindgren really does a nice job uh, winning the battle for a loose puck along the boards here. He sends an outlet pass to Artemi Panarin. Panarin gains the blue line and then basically just stops, passes to his left to Kreider, and Kreider just kind of slips a little change up between the legs of Andre Vasilevsky. I, I don't know if the slow speed of the shot mess with Vasilevsky at all here but either way it gets through him Chris Kreider scores and we've talked about you know Kreider starting to heat up a little bit he he had some bad luck early in the season but he is up to five goals now and you know scores a big one here to at least give the Rangers uh, a glimmer of hope and then the Rangers get on the power play late in the first period and at this point you're thinking like okay you know if the Rangers can convert here if they can find a way to take advantage and, and score a goal here it's 4-2 to two going into the break at that point, and hey, you know, game on at that point. Obviously, they had the disastrous start, but if you can score a goal here, you at least give yourself some hope going forward. There's 40 minutes left to play, and you're only down by two goals, but alas, it was not meant to be. They they got about a minute 20 of power play time here at the end of the first period, and then the extra 40 seconds carries over into the second period, but really, but just unable to convert, and the score stays at 4-1. to one. And this is also as good of a time as any to point out that with 17.37 left in the second period, the Ranger broadcasters brought attention to the fact that the Rangers at this point only have four shots on goal. So yeah, second period, and the Rangers have as many shots on goal as the Lightning have goals. But yeah, the Rangers, they, they just have no jump in their game tonight, and they take a too-many-men penalty with 13.28 remaining in the second period. And this is all this is always a bad penalty. You know, it's going to happen to any team at some point over the course of, you know, 82 games, but it never looks good when it happens. And again, this is the kind of like absent-minded penalty that's kind of indicative of how this game has gone. You know, the Rangers, they're just not sharp tonight. They, they, they're just not dialed into the game. And a too-many-men penalty, that's indicative of that. Just a sloppy line change. They get caught with too many men. Lightning go back on the power play, and of course they score. Stamkos scores with 12.53 left in the second period. 
And again, I don't think we need to break down every Tampa Bay Lightning goal. You know, we've all suffered enough watching this game the first time. We, we don't have to go over every single goal, but bottom line, Lightning score four goals in this period. We just talked about the Stamkos goal. They also get markers from Pat Maroon, Kevin Shattenkirk, and Alex Kalorn. Again, Kevin Shattenkirk apparently forgot how to play hockey for two years, and he has remembered this year. That is his fifth goal of the season. And the Kalorn goal also coming on the power play. So at this point, four power play goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they go on to add a fifth goal, a fifth power play goal in the third period. Filipino actually scores just 222 into the third period. Yanni Gord a little bit later in the game, actually about 10 minutes later, scores on the power play. That makes it 9-2 Lightning. And then Philip Hedel again scores his sixth goal of the season with 15-28 remaining. We'll break down these these goals by Hedel a little bit because he Hedel's obviously been awesome. He's given this team a big-time spark since coming up from, from Hartford. And he now, with this two-goal performance tonight, six goals in his first eight games with the Rangers. So, so yeah, I'd say it's a pretty safe assumption that Philip Hedel is on the Rangers to stay. And if I could, I want to just back up to the second period for just a second here. I do have to call some attention to an incident with Brendan Lemieux. And I want to preface this whole thing by saying that Brendan Lemieux has very quickly become one of my favorite players on the Rangers. He brings the fight every night. He's not the biggest guy out on the rink, but he's going to back down to absolutely no one. Even on a game like tonight, he's not giving up. But I do have to take issue with something he did here. He basically, I mean, he had a scoring chance. He's going to the net. He's trying to make something happen. He's looking to receive a pass. But he basically just barrels into Andre Vasilevsky, and he gets a goaltender interference penalty for that, and the whistle blows right after he makes contact. But then, and that's, I mean, look, look I'm not going to kill him for bumping into a goalie. It's going to happen from time to time. But then he pops up to his feet and just starts looking to fight anybody near him, and McDonough happened to be near him, and Lemieux drops his glove and you know, basically tells McDonough, hey, we're fighting, and just starts swinging before McDonough can even really, you know, take his gloves off. And I got to be honest, I didn't like this from Brendan Lemieux. If a player on the Lightning did this to Lundqvist or, or Georgiev and then pops up and starts looking to fight any one of our defensemen, I would take issue with it. So to be fair, I do have to call out Brendan Lemieux for this. I, I, I get it. Listen, he's frustrated. This game has obviously sucked for the Rangers. And he's trying to, you know, give the team a spark and just show show everybody that, you know, we're, we're going to keep fighting. We don't care what the score is. So I get all that. But there's a difference between doing all that and getting up and just looking for trouble for the sake of looking for trouble and just l- looking to fight just for the sake of, of fighting. Again, I'm sure he's frustrated with how this game has gone, but he was a little out of control here and, you know, just really just starts swinging at McDonough, who I, I don't even know if he was really prepared for a fight. So yeah, I like Lemieux, but I, I do have to call him out a little bit here. He was he was really just kind of out of control. So yeah, we'll go ahead and break down these two goals by Philip Hedel real quick. Artemi Panarin really dancing with the puck. You know, the Rangers gain the zone, and he's kind of just playing keep away. He's back near the blue line. He passes to the boards to Liber Hayek, and Liber Hayek passes to his left to Philip Hedel. Hedel receives the pass in the right faceoff circle and just snaps a quick wrist shot into the twine. And, uh, hey, Rangers only down by six at this point. It's now eight to two. And then later in the third period, Rangers are down nine to two at this point. Philip Hedl and Pavel Buchnevich go in on the rush. Hedl sends a pass to his left to Buchnevich on the doorstep. Vasilevsky makes the save, but in so doing, Vasilevsky, he really kind of, his momentum just carried him right out of the crease, right out of position. And the rebound is just laying there, and, and Philip Hedl just follows up the play and just taps it home for a goal. Like we said, six goals in eight games for Philip Hedl. So if you're li- if you're looking for the silverest of silver linings in tonight's game, it's that Philip Hedl continues to roll and continues to, you know, look good on that second line with Pavel Buchnevich and Chris Kreider. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's Locked On podcast is sponsored by BlueChew.com. 
Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed by visiting BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all Locked On listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. The other interesting decision that the Rangers made here was to take Henrik Lundqvist out of the game for the third period and put Alex Georgiev back in. And at first glance, it seems like kind of a strange move. You know, when a goalie gets pulled, it's fairly rare that they ever go back in. But I think in this situation, it makes sense. I mean, at this point, you're going into the third period. You're down 8-1. to one. This game's completely out of hand. You're not going to come back and win it. And, you know, Georgiev, obviously a disastrous outing in the first period there. The Rangers have already announced that Henrik Lundqvist will start on Saturday against the Panthers. So this is the last chance for Georgiev to get some ice time for the foreseeable future. Um, you know, th- there's a very good chance they're going to Go back to Henrik Lundqvist, who, who's played well recently, you know, and if he plays well against the Panthers, then I'm sure he'll be in net against the Capitals after that. So, yeah, it, it could be a really long time until Georgiev sees the ice again. So put him back out there. Let him hopefully have a decent period where he gives up no goals or one goal or two goals even. Just it, it'll go better than the first period. It pretty much has to go better than the first period just by default because the first period was a complete nightmare for Georgiev. And Georgiev, he played well in this third period. He only gave up the one goal. He actually made a couple of nice saves. And, you know, the Rangers, as they did all night, took a bunch of penalties. You know, there was there was a double minor where the Lightning, that was actually the only goal that the Lightning scored in the third period. They scored on a double minor after Jesper Foss high-sticked Nikita Kucherov. But bottom line, Georgiev played well here in the third period, and he gets to leave. I mean, look, it's not a good night for him either way, but at least he gets to leave with a little bit of a positive, the fact that he kept the Lightning in check in the third period after they had scored eight goals in the first two periods. So yeah, again, you know, a a very silver of silver linings here. So yeah, you know, I think that's going to pretty much do it for today. You know, I I really don't know what to say about this one. You know, sometimes this is just the way it goes. You know, again, you play 82 games. I don't care what team you are. You're going to get, you're going to have a night like this where it just does not go your way. Your opponent skates circles around you and you just, you just get demolished basically. The, the big thing for me is just not letting this become a trend. The Rangers have a game, as we said, on Saturday against the Florida Panthers. The Panthers currently sitting at 9-5-5, five, and five, and after this loss, the Rangers drop to 8-7-2. and two. But it's a great opportunity on Saturday, because how do you respond to this? How do you respond to just getting basically utterly embarrassed and run out of the building? How do you respond to your worst loss of the season? Does this become a trend now? Do do the Rangers just kind of put their tail between the legs? Or do they come out firing against the Panthers? I think it's the latter. I think this team has shown a lot of fight. And if you remember, this this nice little 5-1-1 streak that the Rangers were on, you know, until last night, it all started right after getting demolished by the Boston Bruins. That was just a brutal night. But the Rangers came out firing after that. They beat a lot of good teams in that in that little stretch that they had there, the 5-1-1 one, one stretch. And obviously, you know, it comes to a little bit of a crashing halt last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
But what do you do now? You know, do do you once again respond to this adversity and do you come out and play a great game against the Panthers? I think they will. I think the Rangers bounce back with a win against the Panthers. I got to be optimistic. I got to be glass half full. And I got to just, you know, go by what I've seen so far this season. Because like we said, they lost, They got absolutely killed by the Bruins. And next thing you know, they're 5-1-1 one, and one in their next seven games. But I'll tell you this, the Rangers... They cannot afford to go out there against the Panthers and just get run out of the building again because then if that happens, now you've got problems. It's two straight, you know, butt kickings in a row and that 5-1-1 one, one little stretch that they had there will feel like a very, very distant memory and we'll be trying to break down what's wrong with the Rangers and, and how can they fix it. But for right now, I'm willing to just write off this one as a fluke and as the Tampa Bay Lightning being the Tampa Bay Lightning, it just wasn't the Rangers' night. They're a young team. There's going to be nights like this. It happens. But now the big thing is, how do you respond to that? And we're all going to find out together on Saturday. Uh, enjoy the game against the Florida Panthers. And then we'll be back here on Monday to talk about it, hopefully talking about how the Rangers, you know, bounced back from the adversity, got themselves another two points, and got back on the winning track. But for now, if you want to get in touch with this podcast, go ahead and send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Make sure to give us a follow on there. You'll be posted as soon as a new episode drops. As soon as I set these episodes live, the first thing I do is fire out a tweet to let you guys know. So definitely give us a follow on there. I know these episodes can kind of go live at somewhat random times, but it's just however it works with my work schedule. But again, if you're following us on Twitter, you will see the episode go live as soon as it happens, and you'll be able to you know listen on your way to work, on your way back from work, whatever it might be at work. You know, Just make sure the boss doesn't catch you. And I also just want to thank you guys and, and just mention that episode number 17 of this podcast, the one where we talk about the Rangers overtime win against the Penguins or Capo Caco scored the overtime winner. That was our highest downloaded episode to date. So thank you guys so much for that. This podcast is available on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Himalaya. Make sure you tell your friends about it. And again, please get in touch with the show. I'd love to hear from you guys. Love to hear about, you know, what you're excited about with the Rangers, what concerns you, how far can this team go this season, whatever's on your mind, send it my way, either via email or on Twitter. Once again, guys, thank you very much. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Rangers-Panthers game on Saturday night, and we'll be back here on Monday with a brand new episode to talk about it. I'll see you next time.